0: This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Tiny people, do you like to get messy? Raise your hand if you like to get messy. I bet some of you are not so into getting messy. Raise your hand if you like to stay clean. Either way, it's cool. I think some of us are just kind of born loving mud and dirt and paint in our fingers. And some of us are not. My guest today is someone who is always clean. I tried to think, who is always clean? It came to me, a fish. A fish lives in water. Okay, so it could be dirty water, but a fish in a fish tank, clean. Anyway, so I have this fish here, his name, Darius. After I invited Darius on the show... I realized something that might create a little bit of a hiccup. Fish aren't the most conversational animals. You know what I mean? They kind of stare straight ahead. It's not really clear if they're looking at you or know that you're even there. Clearly, I didn't think this through. So yeah, Darius is here. He's a nice-looking beta fish, and he has a beautiful tail that swirls through the water as he swims around. Darius, you with me, dude? Okay, I'm going to ask you some yes-or-no questions, and if the answer is yes, just look me in the eye. Can we? Okay, let's just try this. Darius, do you like stories? I think he's... Is he looking at me? Ah, yes, he's looking at me, or over my shoulder, but I'm counting it as a yes, because, I mean, that was a giveaway question. Everyone likes stories. Darius, it seems like you're content in a clean environment, but do you think it might be fun to sometimes get messy? Nope, he just looked away. Let me just move slightly. Okay, I'm kind of leaning, just, you know, to give him more of an option to look at me. He's not looking at me. Okay, that's a no. He's really set on this cleanliness thing, apparently. Swim on, my friend. Tiny people, let's get to this story. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Louisa rose from her satin pillow, perched in her home's large bay window. She scratched her ear with her foot. Oh my, she gasped, seeing her paw covered in soot. She licked it, brushed it, dabbed it with a tissue, careful not to leave one speck of residue. Louisa was a poodle, a fancy one at that. For special events, she wore a feathered hat. Her parents, poodles too, were also neat and clean. They brushed their coats till they gave off a sheen. Each day when they walked, they wore booties on their feet, so as not to tarnish their paws with dust on the street. In drizzles, they wore ponchos to keep their fur dry. In winter, they wore hoods when snow fell from the sky. Their world was safe, antiseptic, and bright. For many poodles, such a world would have felt just right. But Louise's aunt was cut from a different cloth— perhaps cloth that had been nibbled a bit by a moth. Aunt Edie was a poodle, but she wasn't so neat. She didn't bother with booties when she walked on the street. She let her curls grow out and didn't mind the rain. She loved to press her wet nose against the window pane. Edie fell in love with a pug named Bo. Together, they had a pugapoo poo named Joe. Edie, Bo, and Joe were happily carefree. They rolled in the grass beneath their favorite tree. They pranced through mud, jumped in puddles in rainstorms. They embraced precipitation in all its forms. Joe's favorite spot was a dirt pile by the creek. He scampered down there every day of the week to build castles and mountains, to dig holes in the ground. In his mouth, he'd carry home treasures he found. Louisa and her parents loved Edie, Bo, and Joe. They didn't quite understand them, but tried to go with the flow. They'd visit at holidays, swap vet recommendations, but if the visits were longer than a few hours' duration, Louisa's family began to notice things, like Joe's dusty feet, the way Beau slobbered as he dug into his meat, the way Edie's curls swept the ground, the way Joe showed off bones he'd found. So on this fine day, as Louisa rose from her pillow, perched in her sunny bay window, she was shocked to hear her parents bark out the announcement that she'd be staying with Joe's family while they were absent. We're going on a cruise, a fantastic voyage, they yelped. Turns out to be grown dogs only. Sorry, dear. Can't be helped. For how long? Louisa barked, wiggling her tail. Just a week. Now let's go. We're about to set sail. Louisa pinned a sparkly clip to the tuft on her head, then followed her parents with a small feeling of dread. A week with Joe... How will this go? When they reached Joe's house, he ran to say hello. He nuzzled Louisa and rolled on the ground and showed her a grimy apple core he'd found. Louisa's parents quickly said their goodbyes and left to bask under Caribbean skies. Edie and Beau welcomed Louisa to their home, then sent her and Joe off to Rome. We'll have dinner ready, they barked. You have a while. So the puppies ran off to Joe's favorite dirt pile. The pile was big. Dust swirled from its depths. Louisa circled round it with cautious steps. Joe dove in, sending dirt flying in a cloud, covering Louisa in a dusty shroud. She pawed at her eye, brushed the tuft in her hair. It was no use. Dirt was everywhere. Louisa's sparkly clip came loose, falling into the soil. Louisa felt her blood begin to boil. "'My tuft! My glorious tuft is dirty!' Louisa cried. Joe, alarmed by his cousin's wails, glanced up, eyes wide. "'Dirty?' he yelped. "'We're having a ball!' Just then, the sky cracked open. Rain began to fall. Not just a sprinkle. Torrents of rain fell from the sky. Louisa just cowered, yelping. Why? Why? Louisa, let's go, Joe barked, scampering away sending splashes of mud in a fountainous spray. Louisa wailed, shielding her tuft from the crud and blindly fell into a pit filled with mud. Louisa yelped. Louisa barked. Louisa tried to climb free. The mud gurgled, bubbled, and felt like a silken sea. As Louisa swam, she simply couldn't deny the exceptionally soft texture of this muddy sty. Mud is fun, Louisa thought with surprise. Joe turned to see her and couldn't trust his eyes. His cousin, this dainty poodle, was swimming muddy laps with a grin. Needing no convincing, Joe jumped right in. The cousins rolled in that mud all afternoon. Till the rain stopped, the clouds cleared, and they could see the moon. Let's head back, Joe yelped dragging himself onto land. All right, Louisa groaned, pulling herself to stand. The cousins were caked with grime, covered head to paw. Louisa smiled sheepishly. I feel like I broke some law. They giggled and headed to the house to eat leaving a trail of mud with their furry feet. Edie and Bo met them at the door and ushered them to the tub. You'll get to eat, but first, you scrub. Bo laughed. It's true we love a good mess, but this one's too much even for me, I confess. The puppies splashed in the tub and scrubbed themselves clean and brushed their fur till it gave off a sheen. Then they all sat down to eat. Later, they took a nice long stroll down the street. The rest of the week was a passionate prance, a whirlwind of dust, a muddy romance. Louisa learned to love the squish of wet grass, The fog she could breathe onto a looking glass. After long days of crossing mossy green logs, of splashing in puddles, of wading through bogs, she and Joe leapt into the tub, where they'd wash and brush and scour and scrub. Soon the week came to an end, and Louisa's parents came round the bend. They glimpsed her toothy grin, her soiled paws, her wild hair. All they could do was stop and stare. Their darling puppy with her once glorious tuft and her once elegant mane looked askew, a mess and a bit insane. But as they watched her frolic with Joe in the fading light, her grin shined extra bright. The crews had mellowed their standards a touch, so Louisa's parents didn't mind the mess too much. They nuzzled Louisa, getting dirt on their noses. Then Edie and Bo turned on some hoses, They all got soaked and dashed around the lawn, barking and playing and carrying on. The next morning, Louisa and her parents said goodbye and set out towards home under a bright blue sky. From then on, when Louisa found herself in a mess, she thought of her cousin Joe, their adventures, Felt a bit less stress. Okay, Darius, look me in the eye if you liked the story. Okay, he is not looking at me. Maybe that means he didn't like the story. Okay, let me try this again to test. Darius, look me in the eye if you did not like the story. And look away from me if you did like it. Tiny people, he is still looking away from me. So, yeah, I don't I don't think this is working. Honestly, Darius, I don't expect much from my guests. I invite you to my studio. I tell you a brand new, never-before-heard story. I give you a basket of snacks, and I give you a cup of water with the super-fun twirly straw. Although, to be fair, in your case... I didn't give you a cup of water for obvious reasons. All I ask in return is for some feedback on my story. He's just staring off into the distance. Well, I tried. I guess fish are just not my core demographic. Special thanks today go out to Nora, the cat, who lives next door. Like most cats, Nora is extremely clean and likes others to be clean as well. In fact, Nora started her own cat cleaning business. Nora noticed that the outside of my studio window was getting kind of grimy, so she had her team clean it for me, and with my new visibility, I just so happened to see an adorable poodle stroll on by, which sparked the idea for this story. Thank you, Nora. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Peter K. runs my website and puts my stories in the internet for all of you to enjoy. I love getting emails from my tiny fans. You can reach me at rhea at littlestoriestinypeople.com. And thank you, as always, for listening in.